Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. I am indeed Rudy Maxa, a.k.a. The Savvy Traveler, and this is the national radio show that each weekend looks at travel from not just both sides, but all sides. Welcome to this hour. We're coming to you this weekend from a suite in the fabulous Waldorf Astoria Towers on Park Avenue in Manhattan. Now, the towers are distinct but connected to the world-famous Waldorf Astoria Hotel, still one of the addresses in New York City. It's sort of a little more exclusive part of the hotel. They're cut above. Uh, I'm in a suite right now that if you were here, you'd feel like a president, and why not? Former President Herbert Hoover lived here in the Towers, as did General Douglas MacArthur and a host of other A-list names, as well as a few not-so-A-list names like Bugsy Siegel and Lucky Luciano. Cole Porter had an apartment here, too, for 25 years. You may know his song titled You're the Top, with a lyric that goes, You're the Top, You're a Waldorf Salad. Yep, that salad was invented here in 1896. America's permanent representative to the U.N. lives here today, and if these walls could talk, they would speak of the months Marilyn Monroe lived here, as did the founder of Forbes magazine, and even Paris Hilton when she was a little girl. We'll learn a lot more about this historic palace of a hotel when we meet the general manager, Eric Long, and the woman who oversees the guest suites here, Jackie Collins. Now, the Waldorf Astoria Towers occupy floors 27 to 42. 123 of its 181 rooms are suites. Frank Sinatra had a suite here. Every president since Herbert Hoover has stayed in the towers on their visits to New York City. The Duke and Duchess of Windsor called the Royal Suite their New York residence. And so impressive are the interior furnishings and the architecture of this Art Deco property that every Thursday and Saturday morning, guests are offered a tour followed by lunch at one of the hotel's restaurants. Reservations for that tour are required, by the way. In the center of the hotel is the famous Peacock Alley. Uh, and right, you, won't, you can't miss it. Right in the center is this incredible two-ton, nine-foot-tall clock that was made in London for the Chicago World's Fair in 1893. Chimes ring every quarter of an hour, and they are very melodic. I wouldn't miss it. Uh, that tour I mentioned includes a visit to the hotel's rooftop garden, where nine raised planting beds provide fresh ingredients for the hotel's kitchens, including apples, squash, strawberries, edible flowers, eight varieties of basil. Conveniently adjacent to the planting beds are beehives that produce honey that culinary director David uh, tends to very carefully. That honey is also used in spa treatments here at the Gorlan Spa, by the way. Now, in 2012, the hotel issued a worldwide call asking past guests to return items they might have taken from the hotel as, shall we say, memorabilia. Sugar spoons, menus, so on. Many of those items are on display around the hotel. And when we talk to Eric, the general manager, in just a few minutes, I think he'll surprise you with some of the other things that were returned. You can find a link to a digital archive of many of those items, as well as historical photos, if you go to my Facebook fan page at Rudy Maxa Travel Slash Leisure. And if you're really into all things Waldorf, there's a video with rare footage tracing the birth and life of the Waldorf Astoria. Again, there's a link on my Facebook fan page, Rudy Maxa Travel Slash Leisure. Hey, hit the like button while you're there, won't you? This hour, we'll also have the director and curator of the Skyscraper Museum here in New York, Gail Fenske. I'm going to ask her to weigh in on this debate between New York and Chicago about what city is home to America's tallest building. And how'd you like to come to New York City and have a local resident show you around for free? Eh, maybe you can buy him a nice lunch. Gail Morris of Big Apple Greeter is in the house, and she'll explain to you how you can make that happen. But first, you may have caught the news a couple of weeks ago that you'll be able to carry liquids through airport security checkpoints in some European countries beginning next year. In January, passengers passing through London's Heathrow Airport will be permitted to carry onboard duty-free liquids. 
bought at the airport, as well as medicine. And it plans to ease that policy to allow other liquids within a year or so. Uh, Mark Simakis is a program manager at Battelle. That's the world's largest nonprofit research and development organization based in Columbus, Ohio. It operates major R&D centers all over the world. And it's developed a machine called the LS10 that can reportedly see through opaque bottles, metal cans, and ceramic containers. These are the machines that are going to be deployed at, deployed at Heathrow. Uh, Mr. Zemanik, thank you. Welcome to the show. Tell us a little about this LS10. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the LS10 was created by Battelle in order to ultimately uh, give us a sense of safety and security while also bringing back the convenience and joy of air travel. The system was designed utilizing a dual mode technology, a radio frequency and ultrasonic technology in order to offer not only versatility in the sense of it can scan the entire stream of commerce that is brought through uh, airport screening, but second of all, it offers high accuracy as well as low, low false alarm rates and ultimately it offers speed which translates back into the convenience of the traveling public. Well did the FAA or some other government entity anywhere in the world, did they ask you to develop this or was this uh, your team's idea? This was an opportunity that was being pursued uh, both domestically and internationally uh, from the European Union perspective. Ah. There's a uh, government mandate in place to start lifting the ban starting in January of 2014 it's a phased approach that uh, ultimately is targeted to completely lift the ban of being able to travel with liquids starting in the 2016 time frame. So this was a European Union initiative. Do you suppose the FAA and folks in Washington are keeping an eye on this? Uh, absolutely. The um, Transportation Security Administration works very closely with the uh, European counterparts, as well as our organization um, is looking and working very closely with them in order to offer a similar solution. And if you, ha I mean, I know this is not your job to do this, and, and pardon me for asking, but can you hazard a guess as to when, if this works successfully in Europe, the United States might uh, resume allowing liquids to pass through security checkpoints at airports? I, I unfortunately am not in a position that I can comment on that. However, I can say that there are active discussions going on, and there's harmonization between the organizations. Well, that's good to hear. Now, is, is Heathrow, they're going to be deployed first in January in Heathrow. Does that mean they're going to spread throughout Europe over the next, over 2014? That is correct. Uh, starting in January 2014 is the initial phased approach where systems are being uh, deployed. Actually, the first two systems were just deployed last week at Heathrow Airport, and they're continuing to phase those out to have them completely in place starting in January. Are they operating at Heathrow, the two units you just described? That is correct. They are. I'm flying into Heathrow this this evening. Well, that helps. I won't take through any liquids, but I'll look for them. What so are these enormous machines, like the, uh, the, the the machines we're familiar with at checkout points? No, these the LS10 was designed in order to be a small tabletop system. Uh, tabletop. It, yes, that is correct. Oh, so, but can a suit can it read a suitcase, or do you have to take your liquids out and pass it through the LS10? The LS-10 was designed in order to scan individual containers. It can work in conjunction with X-ray systems. Uh, the challenge that currently is in place with X-ray systems is the uh, high false alarm rate, such that this is used as a secondary screening technology in order to ensure the safety and security of liquids being brought onto airplanes. All right, so your suitcase is not going to go through the LS-10. Your liquids will. That is correct. It's not going to replace the uh, larger larger uh, uh, machines. Um, are, are, can you produce these fast enough for the EU? Absolutely. We have our own internal manufacturing facilities uh, located actually in uh, Dublin, Ohio, 
and we are currently uh, ramping up production. We have sold to numerous airports in uh, over three continents. What do these things cost? So the cost does vary based on each airport as well as each situation. So unfortunately, I'm not able to give you an exact amount. However, I I will tell you that some of the world's busiest airports with most uh, respect as far as their security and infrastructure have purchased the system. Matt, we hope they come to the United States. Absolutely, we do as well. Max Zamanik is program manager at Battelle, based in Columbus, Ohio. We'll be right back here in Rudy Max's world right after this uh, break to meet Eric Long, the uh, general manager here at Battelle. Stick with us. Rudy Max's world phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. Hi, folks. Rudy Maxa here, inviting you to discover what Ireland's great cities have to offer. Cities including Dublin, Belfast, Galway, and Kilkenny are as rooted in history as they are in the 21st century. From ancient landmarks to five-star hotels, from a new generation of chefs cooking up a foodie scene as dynamic as it is delicious to iconic castles and coastlines, all are within easy reach of these vibrant city hubs that are making their way onto best destination lists from National Geographic to TripAdvisor. Plan a trip today and go to Ireland.com or RudyMaxa.com and click on Sponsors. Hi, this is Chuck Woolery. You want to feel like a million bucks today? Have all the confidence in the world? Well, it can't happen if you have bad breath, so why don't you do what I do? Get your hands on Smart Mouth Mouthwash and get 12 hours of fresh breath. Rinse at night, wake up without nasty morning breath. Rinse in the morning, fresh breath all day. For 40 cents a rinse, have confidence that you can't get with any other mouthwash. So put your money where your mouth is. Smart Mouth 12-hour mouthwash. It's in stores everywhere. Searching for a great hotel deal? Go from online to on the road with America's Best Value Inn. Save 20% when you book a room now through December 13th and stay at least two consecutive nights by December 14th. Plus, you'll enjoy free internet, continental breakfast, and HBO at most of our 1,000 hotels in North America. Visit americasbestvalueinn.com for details. With value in our name, you know you're getting a great deal. Done. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. It's 18 minutes after the hour. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. This segment of the show is brought to you by TravelGuard. You know TravelGuard is the nation's leading provider of travel insurance and assistance services plans. And TravelGuard's teamed up with Reader's Digest, another name you know and trust for reliable expert advice, to produce something called the free Smart Spenders Travel Guide. Well, it's called the Smart Spenders Travel Guide, but it's free. It'll tell you 10 reasons to stop making excuses and just travel already, 8 must-have travel accessories, how to eat like a king, pay like a pauper, and 7 secrets for cheap off-season vacations, and about 108 more money-saving tips. You can get a free copy of this by going to TravelGuard.com or going to the radio show website, RudyMaxa.com. Click on that banner on the top of the page, and it'll lead you to the Smart Spenders Travel Guide, 
courtesy of TravelGuard.com. As I've mentioned a couple times, if you're just tuned in, this is a special edition of Rudy Max's World. We're coming to you this weekend from the Waldorf Astoria Towers. This is a uh, slightly more upscale, a little more exclusive section of Waldorf Astoria. It has its own entrance, and it's uh, a largely a suite property. We're learning about it right now from Eric Long. He is the general manager of the Waldorf Astoria, both the towers and the hotel itself, which is, by the way, the towers are in the hotel. So if you know the iconic Art Deco Park Avenue building of the Waldorf Astoria, well, that's where the towers are tucked into. Eric, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Nice to be here. You have been general manager. Uh, our listening audience who might not know the, the hotel world, general managers often spend two, three, maybe four, maybe five years at a hotel tell and then they're moved on by their company or by their own uh, uh, on their own volition uh, but there's some legendary hotels and some legendary general managers who are so much connected to a hotel that they stay there for decades and that's Eric you've been here how many decades I've been here for 20 years 20 years tell me a little about your how did, when did you know you wanted to go into the hotel business and what told you that I uh, operated freestanding restaurants as I was going through university and Literally Where was at, the university? Uh, university of Kansas. Okay. And um, uh, our company recruited me to operate some of their food and beverage operations. Our company and being Hilton. Waldorf Hilton. Astoria is Hilton's uh, upscale brand. And this that's is correct. Right. And I uh, literally, um, this, business, this business is addictive. You either know you want to do it or you don't. And um, it's just great fun. I've never worked a day in my life, that old cliché. But uh, worked through a number of food and beverage uh, positions, uh, became a director of catering at the Palmer House in Chicago, the private social market, and then went into rooms management, and then went on to operate or open three uh, hotels in a row. So that brought me to my current role. And did you come here as general manager 20 yes, years ago? Yes, I did. Uh, this is the number one from a hotel person's perspective, this is the top hotel job in the world today. There's nothing quite like it. I've got to think, you are such a center of uh, society. Uh, the diplomatic corps knows this president's state. I mean, this must be the most amazing general manager's job in the world. This is exciting. It's nonstop action. We're uh, hugely successful. Um, the hotel operates in the mid-90% range year-round. Uh, it's a center of activity for all the primary social events in the uh, community, and it's really home to um, important business meetings and, and for customers that just want uh, to come for a relaxing weekend. How many rooms, how many people can stay here in one time if it were full? Rudy, that is an interesting question. I, I, I probably would say the top uh, would be about 3,000 people. We talked, I've talked both the, this hour and last hour about. Uh, uh, the historical aspect of this hotel. And so you hear about Dwight Eisenhower being here and President Herbert Hoover living here, and you might think, well, this is some sort of uh, museum of a hotel, that there are cobwebs in the corner. And this is in the shell of a gorgeous Art Deco building. It's been renovated many times. This is a very sophisticated, up-to-date, polished gorgeous hotel and we are in the towers as i mentioned in introducing eric um tell me a little about what is so special about the towers uh, this is a softball i'll pitch to you but uh no I, I it has a combination of the two key elements uh, the uh, residential style apartments and suites are simply the best in the world and what's interesting about that is going back to our history in 1893 um one of the traditions was that each of the floor plans or suites would be individually decorated. And to this day, we've largely carried that tradition through 
uh, in the towers. So I think I'm in about a one of 123 suites out of 181 rooms in the towers. And they're numbers. all one of a kinds. Now, when you say one of a kind, you mean, so the decor I see here, which is, by the way, gorgeous, a fireplace, not a working fireplace, but a beautiful fireplace, a great living room, a spacious bathroom. The color is sort of taupe or uh, butterscotch. All, all of the decor packages will be different. are different. But they're not... Then, I mean, you don't have like a modern room and a jungle room and a. <laughs> I wish you no, did. No, they're all very tastefully uh, done. That's very unusual. But very, very. Why? Richly appointed. Um, it's just, it provides customers with that one of a kind experience. You come this week and you say, Rudy, that's my favorite suite. I want to mm. put that in my uh, history uh, the, that the hotel maintains on me, that that's going to be my suite. It may not be available on your next trip. You come in. And we place you in an alternate suite. Now you're down at the desk saying, you know, Rudy, why don't you change my profile? I like this suite better. They're all one of a kind. It's a lot more expensive to do that than to buy en masse all the same colors, all the same furniture, all the same carpet. But that's what makes it so distinctive. And I know that, I mean, it's hard to say what kind of people stay in the towers uh, here at the Waldorf Astoria, or the tower, I should say. Um, but can you generalize? I mean, are these all captains of industry? Are they rock stars? Are they royalty? You've got people from every walk of life, people that quite honestly appreciate the very best. And that can be an international traveler, someone uh, from the local community. It could be affiliated with really an important business meeting. Or it can just be a great weekend. We have... Um, I mean, it's a great romantic getaway. Yeah, uh, it's you know, just right. spectacular. And are, are there? Do you have weekend rates for the tower? Um, yes, we do. We certainly have approachable rates. Right. Um, but we uh, have really been so successful in just uh, making certain that our uh, rate profile is competitive with the uh, local community, and it's just a better product. Well, you had you had you were showing me some of the uh, what's the marketing language you use the brand. The brand pillars. The brand pillars, right. What really? Just reel some of those off because it's much more articulate than I am because you guys thought a lot. You pay, these guys get paid a lot of money to come up with brand pillars. Well, when we talk about the service elements, okay. every team member that we place in the towers um, has been personally selected I've for got, their attributes. I've got to tell you, from the housekeeper to the concierge, to the, I mean, it's just... Unbelievable, the, the the service and the the attitude mainly. I'm sorry they're, I interrupted you, but I just, did want to say that they're just special people. They have that soft service affiliation. They're the majority all in the um, the customer contact positions. Uh, one of the requirements is to be multilingual, and several of these individuals have four, five, six languages that they're uh, accomplished in. That really creates a uh, personal. Sure, you and I couldn't do their jobs. I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> when I look at the uh, the um, uh, one of the things that we do specially, uh, the Waldorf Astoria uh, assigns a personal concierge to you. So you, prior to arrival, are being handled by a one-of-a-kind uh, individual just to ensure that you've got all the pre-work done up front. If you need something special, we're here for you, greet you on arrival, you're escorted to your room or suite. Uh, it's the service touches that set us apart. I did talk to the chief concierge, and he talked about that. And I, I, I remember a friend of mine, you may know him, Stan Bromley, who used to be a vice president of Four Seasons, one of my closest friends. Do you know him? I you know, know him well. You do? I think he's one of the finest uh, hoteliers, and I regret that he's retired. Uh, well, you know, he's still consulting a bit for 
couple of hotels, but I had dinner with him. Well, I've asked him this. Uh, just saw him a couple of weeks ago, by the way. He's doing fine. He's enjoying retirement. And give him my best. I will do that. We're very close. And uh, I, I once said to him, what is the first thing, what tells you this is going to be a great hotel when you walk in cold to a new hotel? What do you look for? He said, teeth and eyes. And I was like, well, what does that mean? He says, teeth and eyes. Think about it. Smile and someone looking you in the eyes. And ever since he's told me, I haven't been able to get it out of my mind. Because sometimes you go to a hotel, and from the moment you walk up to the front desk, they're looking at their computer, and they're typing away. You never even see their eyes. They're going, yeah, your name's Max. Okay, you've got a AAA rate or whatever. All right, we've got you in a nice room on the 12th floor. Here's your key. And they never look you in the eye. And I noticed, I mean, it's the first thing I look for now, because I learned it from Uncle Stan, and uh, when I walked in the tower here, I mean, it was teeth and eyes. I mean, even the housekeepers in the hallway, there's nobody who doesn't fail to look at you in the eye and say good morning or good afternoon and good evening. It makes such a difference. And surveys have shown that. You've probably read them in your industry that your, your, your hot water could stop. But if everybody's nice to you, you're pretty happy. You've got to find people that have a love affair with service. That is the distinguishing feature. And right can there. you tell that in an interview? How do how do you hire? For it that? comes through loud and clear. Even in a first interview. First interview, you can tell right away. Thank you. Eric Long is the general manager of the Waldorf Astoria, where we're coming to you from this weekend, the tower section of the Waldorf Astoria. Stick around when we come back. We're going to talk to a woman whose specialty are these very sweets we're talking about. She's a sweet specialist, which is not a job category I learned about at Ohio University. We'll talk with her when we come back in Rudy Max's world right after this break. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Honey, you know that flight we were supposed to fly out on tomorrow? It's been canceled because of the weather. This was supposed to be our dream vacation. How did we end up here in the emergency room? Where's my luggage? The carousel is empty. Got a travel insurance plan? If you do, you can be covered for trip cancellation due to a covered reason. Medical expenses, lost luggage, and more. Cover yourself today. Call your travel agent or visit TravelGuard.com. Coverage provided by TravelGuard Group, Inc., a licensed insurance producer. Coverage will be limited by the terms and conditions of the policy and may not be available in all states. Insurance underwritten by National Union Fire Insurance Company of Pittsburgh, PA. Geico presents a man who just saved on his motorcycle insurance. What up? Evan here. Question. You like apples? I'll get to that in a minute. First, check out my motorcycle. Flames? Yep. Saddlebags? Yep. Room for two? Negatory! Sorry, ladies. I ride solo. Now, wait for it. How you like them apples? Aw, don't cry. Ensuring this beast was crazy easy. Called Geico and boom, saved enough to buy a sidecar. Now, if you dry your tears, I might just let you ride in it. Geico Motorcycle. See how much you could save. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. It is 33 minutes after the hour. You're listening to Rudy Maxa's World. It's a special edition of the show because we're coming to you from the Waldorf Astoria Tower, which is part of the Waldorf Astoria Hotel that you probably know if you've ever been to... Uh, between 49th and 50th on Park Avenue or Lexington because it takes up the entire city block. The tower is a special part of the Waldorf Astoria. 
a little more upscale, a lot of suites. And speaking of suites, we have someone who knows all about the suites here in the tower at Waldorf Astoria. Her name is Jackie Collins. You're going to meet her in about 20 seconds. First, I want to remind you this segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by Orbitz.com. Orbitz has created a simple program that rewards you faster than anyone else. Book your hotel and airline travel through Orbitz. You'll get rewarded instantly. And from now until December 3rd, the first flight you book through Orbitz will earn you $10 in what they call Orbucks, and they'll zap the bag free for one bag and turn that into Orbucks. At $25 you'd pay for a bag, you can then use that toward the cost of renting a hotel room or uh, uh, in the future or right immediately because it's free to join, and again, you're rewarded instantly. Just go to Orbitz.com rewards and sign up to start earning rewards and Orbucks and saving money today. Jackie Collins, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Thank you very much, Rudy. I have spent two nights in this fabulous uh, suite here. And earlier this hour, we interviewed your, uh, your, your general manager, Eric. And he tells me that you have, I think, about 121 suites out of 100, or 123 out of 181 rooms here in the tower. But that, but that they're all, I mean, there are some that are very similar, but they're decorated differently, which, which stuns me because, you know, common sense would tell you if you're going to do 183 suites, get the same plants, the same furniture, the same fabric, the same carpeting, the same paint color. Do it. It's cheaper. What, isn't this rather unusual? Have you ever been in a hotel, except for one of these theme hotels where one room is the Zara room and one room is the, the pirate room and that sort of thing? That's sort of unusual. What's the theory behind that? You know, Rudy, we are, we're not just a hotel that, that houses people to come in and go to sleep. We're about these authentic experiences and we're creating memories. And one thing that I do in this hotel is I oversee a team of people whose job it is to really get to know our customers. Before they talk about rates, before they talk about dates, before they talk about anything else, their job is to qualify the customer and understand really what's important to them. We recently so have- It sounds like a job interview, except better because you're gonna get hired. Yeah. My philosophy behind that is once you get to know someone and you understand what's really, really important to them, and most of the people coming to stay here, there is something that's important to them, but they just don't think to, to tell you that right off the bat. But once you get to understand them, the rest is history. They're so, going to buy from you. So I'm extrapolating. By the way, Jackie uh, Collins is, uh, is the director of leisure sales here. Um, we're not selling condominiums. She's talking about sales of rooms. So am I, to extrapolate from what you're saying, so in other words, there's a difference between a couple who are coming here for a romantic weekend and a businessman or woman who's coming here for an important meeting. Um, is that what you're getting at, that you try to find out why they're coming here and what you can do for them before they get here? Absolutely. And, wh and why we have all of these different suites is because we have something for everyone. We are in the business of creating memories. This is that's funny you should use this. This is the phrase that I've used when I was my kids are now grown, but when I travel with my kids, I'd say, kids, you know what we're doing here? We're not traveling, we're creating we're making memories. We're making memories. Well that's I'm you're the first person I've heard use that phrase as 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 often as I do. Um, but how for example, if I was coming here for a romantic weekend, how would one suite, the suite I'm in now, which seems very romantic to me, how would one suite be different than another? How would you fine tune that? What would be the difference in the suites between a romantic one and a business person suite? Well very interesting question, but what we're going to do is we're going to find out why it's a romantic weekend. Are you celebrating an anniversary? Uh, your partner, are you surprising them? Does your partner really like the color blue? Maybe they hate the color blue and they like the ah, color yellow. Ah, so now we're we getting to are it. getting to really, really in depth details about that person. We're going to learn so much that we are going to hand select 
the appropriate suite for them, whether it's a different color scheme, whether it is a view of the looking north, looking south. Um, it, it really, every single booking here is customized to that person. And Eric told me that you, you assign a concierge to each guest. We do. Uh, we, we offer a service and we call it True Waldorf Service. And we, we, we have attaches that work in the towers. And their job is to reach out to that customer ahead of time to really even more so personalize this experience. Do they need dinner reservations? Do they have certain newspapers that they like to read? Do they want to see Broadway shows? Anything Are that they Are they bringing they want. their Secret Service contingent? A absolutely. That kind of stuff. Do they need bulletproof windows? Do you have bulletproof windows here? We, oh, I guess you for the president have, stay here, right? What, what we stay, what we say here is, uh, the impossible just takes a few minutes, few minutes longer, but the answer is always yes. Um, anything, if you ha if you go to a cocktail party and says, Jackie, what's the weirdest thing you've ever, or most difficult or most unusual thing you've ever done for a guest? What comes to mind? Uh, I, I once had a guest say that they wanted their toilet seat to be 13.7 inches from the ground. And when they measured it, it was under 13 inches and they wanted it 13. I believe it was 13.7. Did you manage that? I managed it. Did I do it? No. But the impossible takes a few minutes longer here. Jackie Collins, thank you for joining us. Uh, that, I, I've got to rest my case. That's a great way to end this interview. That is one of the weirder requests I've ever heard. Jackie, thanks for joining us. It's my pleasure. Thank you. You're listening to Rudy Max's World here, coming from the Waldorf Astoria Towers, uh, part of the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. We'll be right back in a moment with more New York Talk. Rudy Max's World is coming right back, so get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Hi, this is Chuck Woolery. You want to feel like a million bucks today? Have all the confidence in the world? Well, it can't happen if you have bad breath, so why don't you do what I do? Get your hands on Smart Mouth Mouthwash and get 12 hours of fresh breath. Rinse at night, wake up without nasty morning breath. Rinse in the morning, fresh breath all day. For 40 cents a rinse, have confidence that you can't get with any other mouthwash. So put your money where your mouth is. Smart Mouth, 12-hour mouthwash. It's in stores everywhere. Geico presents a man who just saved on his motorcycle insurance. Name's Mark, and this here beastly hog is Princess. Easy, Princess. Slow your roll. So how does this chopper cowboy save on motorcycle insurance, you ask? Easy. I just strapped on my savings chaps called Geico and bam. I'm saving so much, my princess, well, she gets treated like a queen. Geico Motorcycle. See how much you could save. Searching for a great hotel deal? Go from online to on the road with America's Best Value Inn. Save 20% when you book a room now through December 13th and stay at least two consecutive nights by December 14th. Plus, you'll enjoy free internet, continental breakfast, and HBO at most of our 1,000 hotels in North America. Visit americasbestvalueinn.com for details. With value in our name, you know you're getting a great deal. Done. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. 
And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. Hey, it's Guy Fieri. And before the game, it's all about the tailgating. Burgers, sausage and peppers, onions, hot wings, you name it. But come game time, if you got yourself a whole bunch of heartburn, roll out the Rolaids. Don't let heartburn keep you from enjoying the things you love. Rolaids gets you back in the action fast. Its dual active formula neutralizes more acid than Tums. For indigestion and heartburn, get rapid relief with Rolaids. R-O-L-A-I-D-S? Now that's how you spell relief. Use as directed. Acid neutralization may not correlate with symptom relief. Hi, folks. Rudy Maxa here inviting you to discover what Ireland's great cities have to offer. Cities including Dublin, Belfast, Galway, and Kilkenny are as rooted in history as they are in the 21st century. From ancient landmarks to five-star hotels, from a new generation of chefs cooking up a foodie scene as dynamic as it is delicious to iconic castles and coastlines, all are within easy reach of these vibrant city hubs that are making their way onto best destination lists from National Geographic to TripAdvisor. Plan a trip today and go to Ireland.com or RudyMaxa.com and click on Sponsors. Get out the map, get out the map and lay your finger anywhere down. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. 43 after the hour in Rudy Max's World, coming to you this weekend, special edition of Rudy Max's World from right on Park Avenue in New York at the Waldorf Astoria, more specifically, the Tower at Waldorf Astoria, which is a hotel within a hotel. This is sort of the boutique hotel, a little more upscale than the, the, than the Waldorf Astoria, the regular one, not that there's anything regular about the regular at Waldorf Astoria, but the Tower is just a little bit over the top. I'm in one of the suites in the Tower, and we're talking about uh, uh, New York, and we're going to talk in a moment about 15 seconds exactly with a woman who can help you put you together with someone here in New York who will show you around when you come but first let me tell you that this section of Rudy Max's segment of Rudy Max's world is brought to you by Tourism Ireland inviting you to discover what Ireland's great cities have to offer cities including Dublin Belfast Galway and Kilkenny are as rooted in history as they are in the 21st century from ancient landmarks to five-star hotels, from a new generation of chefs cooking up a foodie scene as dynamic as it is delicious, to iconic castles and coastlines, all are within easy reach of these vibrant city hubs that are making their way onto best destination lists from National Geographic to TripAdvisor. So plan a trip today. Go to Ireland.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and click on Sponsors. Gail Morris is the Director of Programs and Volunteers for Big Apple Greeter. And this is a very unique service. Uh, but I'm going to let Gail, since you live and breathe it every day, explain to me what bi what a Big Apple Greeter is, please. Well, hi, Rudy. Thanks Hello, for having Gail. me on nice today. Nice to have you here as well. Thank you. Greeters are volunteers. They are friendly New Yorkers who will show visitors to New York City around um, for a half a day. It's a free service for visitors. I suggested people buy them lunch when I teased you at the top of the hour. <laughs> well, actually, greeters pay all of their own expenses. This is something that comes straight from the heart. So, well, you uh, could buy them lunch if you wanted to, couldn't you? I tell the greeters uh, to try to pay for their own expenses. Oh, come on. But uh, we want them to stop short of being, you know, insulting their visitors. Exactly. Okay. Okay. But it's our policy that greeters pay their now, own expenses. Now, who are these retired folks? Are they... Oh, no. All people of all shapes, sizes, walks of life. I have greeters in their 20s. I have greeters in their 80s. 
and they just like to show people their city. Yeah, yeah. Now, let's say if I were a school teacher, could I call you and request somebody who's a school teacher or has been maybe, or do you not really cut it that finely? We don't cut it that finely, but when we can, we do uh, try to match people up by interests. We match primarily on, of course, the date and time the visitors want sure. to go out, the language that the visitors need to speak, <laughs> and we Good. have over 20 languages among our greeters, and uh, the neighborhood that the that the visitors want to see, but 60% of our visitors say greeter's choice and leave the choice of the neighborhood up to the, the volunteer. I was going to ask, before mm -hmm. a visitor comes, do you match them with the greeter? They can talk on the phone beforehand and see what their commonality of interest might be? Uh, yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, we do ask our visitors what interests they have, okay. and that'll help us say, oh, wait a minute, that, that, those visitors, they'd be great for Diane, or they would be great for John. And do you, um, do, are most of the people who contact you and are mm -hmm. looking for a, a greeter, as you call mm -hmm. them, really a half-day guide, um, are, th are, are they first-time visitors? Uh I would, well, we don't ask that. Yeah, actually, we do ask that question on our visit request form. And I would say yes, but we don't call them guides because they are not professional tour guides. We okay. make that distinction. Okay. We call them volunteers or greeters. And what they do, we do not call a tour. Uh, we call it a greeter visit. It's warmer and fuzzier, and it really is very personal. Uh, also, by the way, greeters take out a maximum of six people and only people who are traveling together. So if two people are coming to New York, they would get their own greeter. If a family's coming to New York, they would get their own greeter. And how do you, uh, how do you choose who your greeters are? Uh, there's actually a rather extensive application uh, that they fill out. We review the application. They come in for a half-hour interview. It's one-on-one -on -one with another volunteer, who's a trained interviewer, by the way. And uh, then if at the end of that process uh, they like us and we still like them, they come back for orientation, and that's three hours. And that's all about our process and our policies, um, uh, the best practices for the greeters to follow. We don't train them with any kind of tourist information about New York City because really greeters are acting more like new best friends. Hmm. Interesting. This is mm -hmm. fascinating. Mm -hmm. Now, are, are you a volunteer? Uh, no, I'm paid staff. Um, okay. I have taken visitors out, though, because it's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, wh where, do you, where do you like to show them around? I mean, is there a particular neighborhood you like in particular that you take them to? Um, well, let's see. Um, I like the Lower East Side. Okay. Um, I've worked I've worked on the Lower East Side for many years, and I've just watched it grow and change. Um, I especially like talking about the Jewish history on the Lower East Side, so that's 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 I your go. forte. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, uh, Gail Morris is the Director of Programs and Volunteers, uh, and the uh, website is Big Apple Greeter. Mm -hmm. If you're coming to New York, check it out, and maybe Gail can hook you up with someone. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to mention that there are greeter programs around the world. There are now 60 greeter programs that are part of the Global Greeter Network. Big Apple Greeter was the very first, and they're all based on our model. Big so it's a free service. BigAppleGreeter.com. We'll, excuse me, .org. BigAppleGreeter.org. We'll be back in just a moment. Don't go away. You're in Rudy Max's world. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. 
Now back to Rudy Max's World. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World, coming to you this week from the Tower at the Waldorf Astoria. The Tower is the boutique hotel set within the Waldorf Astoria here on Park Avenue. Delighted to have you here with me this weekend. You probably remember a couple weeks ago when it was determined that no longer was the Willis Building in Chicago the tallest building in America. In fact, it's the new World Trade Center. Now, Chicago's not real happy about that because the tower is a radio tower on top of One World Trade Center that is putting the elevation higher than Willis. And the, uh, the folks over in Chicago are saying, listen, you can go up the Willis Tower at the top floor and look out over the city. Nobody's going to climb a radio tower at One World Trade Center and look out over the city. We shouldn't be counting that tower, even though it does bring it up to a very nice 1,776 feet uh, in height. Gail Fenske is the author of the book, The Skyscraper in the City. That's a, a book about the Woolworth Building in New York. Ironically, it's published by the University of Chicago Press. Um, she teaches at the School of Architecture at the Roger Williams University in Bristol, Rhode Island. We welcome her to the show. Uh, Gail, welcome back to Rudy Max's World. Nice to have you here. Thank you. So what, if, you, if you've watched this tug of war between uh, Chicago and New York, what are your thoughts as someone who has written about and certainly thinks a lot about skyscrapers? Well, I find it very interesting, and I think the points that have been raised in in the uh, controversy are all good points. Uh, but nonetheless, I do understand the logic of the Council on Tall Buildings and Urban Habitat. Uh, the idea is that the uh, mast on top of One World Trade Center uh, is permanent and that it's fixed, and that it does um, also it illuminates um, um, it, it, itself in a very beautiful way. It's functioning as a spire um, that that sends out red, white, and blue light, and so it does have this aesthetic purpose, and it does um, have permanence. And, and I think these are the points on which they're basing their argument. On the other hand, uh, sh- the Chicago mayor, Rahm Emanuel, um, is, is um, noting that it looks like an antenna. So I certainly do see his, his point, and I think it's an important one. Uh, by removing the shell of that mast, uh, what's left is something that looks rather prosaic. And, and I think that this is, for me, and I think for many, it's disappointing. Um, the, the original design uh, was a much better design. Do you think that Chicago could put a sheathed tower on the top of the Willis Building and reclaim the title? Uh, that's a very interesting thought. Uh, uh, I, I would have to see how it would look, and I would leave the decision to the Council on Tall Buildings and Urban Habitat. They would have to be convinced that whatever it is on, on top of the Willis Tower, that it was indeed permanent, and it would be altering the design. And so I think that does raise a question. I mean, if nothing else, about preservation and the original design and whether, whether uh, that should be, uh, should be the design of, of the Willis Tower. That's the first thought that came to me, too. Well, they're just adding it on. It wasn't an integral part of the original design. Uh, uh, but Rahm Emanuel is a, a scrappy dog, you know. I mean, Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. Well, his brother is Ari Emanuel on that, you know, HBO show, that Hollywood agent. And they both, they grew up in this house arguing all the time. So when I saw his press conference a couple of weeks ago on this, I thought, that's Ron Emanuel. He was like really, really irritated. Tell me a little about the Council on Tall Buildings and Urban Habitat. Who makes up the council? Uh, it's got um, uh, uh, the, the council. It has an executive director and um, a president. Um, it has a body of, um, of decision makers who um, are arbiters of the heights of skyscrapers, and they've been around uh, for some time. And one of their their main uh, functions is to determine, you know, the, the true height of certain buildings because obviously there's immense competition. If you go to their website, I think they've got that all laid out for you um, in a in a fairly clear manner, and um, it, it, 
they uh, have been doing this for some time. Uh, but I know that uh, they are, are facing um, uh, uh, issues around um, this notion of the mast uh, because uh, I know some critics are saying, well, uh, just as you, you mentioned earlier on, it, it doesn't contain habitable space, so is it really truly part of the building? Uh, but people often point to the, to the uh, Chrysler building and, um, and to, the, uh, to the Patronus towers as That's examples true. where the spires really do extend the design, and they're quite graceful, and they're really a part of the architecture. And, and if those buildings didn't have those spires, they wouldn't have the grace that they have and the elegance that they have. Yeah, and they wouldn't be as iconic as they are. I mean, the Chrysler building is beautiful, that silver sheath of a... And uh, the Patronus buildings in um, in uh, Malaysia and Kuala Lumpur. Are, you're right. You're, you're absolutely well. I guess now that you mentioned those, I forgot about those. Um, are, are, is is are, are the people who are adjudicating this on this council and tall buildings and urban habitat are these mainly architects? Uh, my sense is I actually haven't um, uh, looked carefully at the credentials of, of this group, but um, they are from all over the world. Uh, uh, my, my sense is that probably some of them are engineers, although I can't say for sure. But they do represent um, um, a, a broad group, and uh, many of them from uh, Chicago as well as New York, and I think there are even more members from, from Chicago uh, uh, in that group who made this decision. Uh, so um, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting, and, and I don't think it's a fixed group of people. I imagine that it changes. Uh, but the issue is, you know, what are the determining uh, factors in deciding whether this mast or vertical appendage, whatever it is at the top, is truly yeah, extending what? the height or not. And, and I do think uh, because the uh, mast at, uh, at, at One World Trade Center start, starts approaching a third of the height of the building, uh, it begins to approach that, that, that much distance, uh, that it really does become a key uh, issue in this debate. Well, there you have it from Gail Fenske, author of the book The Skyscraper in the City, which if you're fascinated by the Woolworth Building in New York, you'll want to pick up. It's published by the University of Chicago. Gail, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Bye-bye. I want to thank here at the Waldorf Astoria the general manager, Eric Long, from Hilton Worldwide, David Trumbull, the senior director of corporate communications. I would also like to thank Mark Ritchie here in New York, who runs public relations for the Hilton, Christy Deptula of Quinn and Company Public Relations. My engineers are Jeff Ryder, Wayne Taylor, and Andy Abel, executive producer Janet DeAcevedo McDonald. See you next weekend. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing Must Hear Radio on the SSI Radio Network.